Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast, You Filed Your Taxes Your Way. My name is Ida Celli, and I'm here with my colleague, Jerry Vidaratas. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Ida. How's everything? Oh, not bad. Yourself? Pretty good. Co- pretty good cooped up in the house, but uh, safe what and can, sound at least. Yeah, exactly. What can you do? We don't have much of a choice, but uh, at least we're working. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... Our, our topic is kind of related to that, right? That's correct. Today's topic is home office exp- expenses and the pandemic. So I guess uh, it, was, uh, it was a difficult year with the pandemic and all, but uh, there are some changes. And uh, I guess the floor is yours. Let us know what the ch- these changes are. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I mean, you know, first, before we get into the changes, let, let's understand the concept of home office expenses, right? So so home office expenses is not a new deduction per se, okay? The, 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 the expense itself has existed for many, many years, uh, where employees who, who are required to work from home are able to deduct certain expenses that they have from home, certain home, home expenses that they have. Uh, now, what the government has done differently uh, for 2020 due to the pandemic is the fact that they've introduced now a new way a new method of claiming of claiming uh, the home office expenses. And this new method is what they call the flat rate deduction. Okay, so this was announced in December of uh, 2020. Okay, this is, this is brand new. And essentially what they've done in order to alleviate uh, the administrative hassle that is to claim home office expenses mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to your job. Okay, they've introduced this new flat rate deduction method where they basically do away with all the administrative hassle, okay, and now simply allow you to claim $2 per day as a deduction for all the work days in which you were required to work due to the pandemic, you were required to work from home due to the pandemic. So that's essentially what this new flat rate deduction is. Now, there is some administrative uh, requirements here. There's really one. And the, the, the only requirement that is really, uh, that is really demanded by the CRA in this case is that you had to have worked uh, you have to have worked more than 50% of the time from your home for a period of at least a month or what the government says, four consecutive weeks. So the moment you meet that floor, okay, that essentially meaning that you you were required to work from home for at least four consecutive weeks, uh, if more than 50% of the time, okay, then you are eligible for this new deduction, okay? So for this, what they call the flat rate deduction method. And then the method is, $2 per day for every workday you're required to work from home up to a maximum of $400, which means essentially you're capped at 200 workdays. All right. Is there any particular forms that need to be completed or that you need to in order to claim this deduction? That's the good news. The only form that you require is the form that you make the claim on. Okay, and that's the and now the government has introduced a new form, which is the T777S. Okay, lucky seven, huh? Look at that. So, <laughs> so that's the T77S. That is the only form that you need. You simply make the claim on the number of day on the number of workdays, up until the maximum of four hundred dollars. So there's no other form that is required. Okay, so that that means you don't have to sign a T2200 from your employer. 
No, that's the good news. Okay. And that, that, and that's, this is what, what I was mentioning before about the fact of the administrative hassle. Okay. Under the old rules, you would have needed to have the approval of your, the signing off of your employer that you're required to work from home. And this is done through a specific form, which is the T2200. Okay. That is what, what we call actively T2200. It's really the T2200. Okay. And this had, to, this was a form that had to be signed by your employer and then, and then kept by you in your records if you were audited later on by the CRA. So you, you don't need that form. That's the good news for the flat rate method. Okay. And now if I want to claim my actual expenses, like I want to do, you know, claim as much as I can or everything that's admissible, uh, okay. can I do that? Yes. Yes, you can. The good news is you could still claim uh, what was allowed, what was, what you could have claimed under the old rules. Okay. The old rules have not disappeared. Okay. All the government has done is giving you a choice. Now you either go with what they call the flat rate method, or you go with net what they now call the detailed method. Okay. okay. And a detailed method is simply the old rules. Essentially you are allowed to deduct certain expenses that you incur for your home office. Okay. Now what are examples of these expenses? Okay. So you're talking, you know, rent, electricity, and I'm just reading these here directly, uh, heating, uh, maintenance. So we're talking about minor repairs. Okay. Telephone long distance charges, property taxes, uh, and home insurance. Now for the last two, uh, these are only allowed if you're a commission income employee. Okay. So the government adds that stipulation if you're an owner of the property. So for home off, so we're talking about home insurance and property taxes, but for everything else, you're, you are basically eligible, uh, for, uh, for those expenses. Now, of course, when it comes to anything that the government gives you, there's always a catch, right? There's always a catch. Mm -hmm. The government can never simply give you something like that for free, okay? And so when it comes to the expenses that I just mentioned now, okay, in this case, you are you can only claim those expenses on a prorated level, meaning that uh, your home office does not represent your entire home, right? There's a, there's a good likelihood that you have a, a room in your home that's dedicated to your home office. So the government requires you to prorate the claim of the expenses that I made before. The, the, you prorate it based on the uh, square footage of your dedicated room vis-a-vis -vis the rest of your home. So if let's say you have an extra a spare bedroom that you only use for your home office, well then uh, you have the calculation that you have to do is simply take the square footage of that room divided by the square footage of the entire home, take that as a percentage, and that percentage is what you are allowed to claim on the expenses that I mentioned before. So for example, if that bedroom represents 10% of your total home, then you're only allowed 10% of those expenses uh, that I mentioned before. Okay. You're only allowed to claim 10% of those specific expenses. Okay. And what happens with somebody who doesn't have a dedicated area to work? They use the kitchen table or the dining room table. Uh, would they be allowed to uh, claim a deduction for that office space? The answer is yes, but now we have another stick in the wheel. Okay. As we could say, okay. So with the government, so myself included, I'm, I'm, I'm recording uh, this podcast with you uh, in my kitchen on my kitchen table right now. So of course the kitchen table and the kitchen and the kitchen in general is what the, the government considers this as a common area, meaning that you can't make the argument that it's a dedicated area for your home office. Now, maybe you've sequestered a portion of your dining room table purely for your work, but unfortunately the government doesn't see it that way. So 
the, the government, and now in this case, the government will require you to do an additional paration. An additional paration will be based on the time, okay? On the, basically in the time, meaning your work week, okay? So what, how many hours of your work week do you dedicate? How many hours do you work during the week versus, you know, total work hours, total hours during the week? Now, it's, 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 it's an additional paration that we show you how to calculate in detail, okay? on our blog article related to this podcast, which is essentially on our website, which is www.ufile.ca, okay? And we have a blog article that we've written that shows you how to perform this, this proration and gives you an example of how to perform this calculation as well. Okay. Um, people who actually live in have their own home and are unable to they don't like they didn't they don't have a work area okay so they did some renovation to create an, an office in their basement or made some modification can they uh, can they claim those expenses you know the renovation to to make a home office can they claim um, you know the paint you know they painted the room uh, they purchased the desk yeah uh, the the answer, unfortunately, is no. Okay, this so so what you mentioned as an example here is what the government would consider as capital expenses. So you're not, you know, this isn't a repair, right? This is a renovation. You're you're changing uh, what the room is used for, and these are capital expenditures. These are capital expenses, uh, and at that point, the government considers them, considers them as non-eligible. Okay, unfortunately, you cannot do it. Okay, uh, you know, uh, if you're buying a desk, if you're buying a new computer, if you're buying all, you know, a new chair, these are what the government considers again as office equipment, and again. Again, these fall as expenditures that are non-eligible, unfortunately. Now, we mention all of these in that blog article. Okay, we we have uh, we we detail mm -hmm. all the type of expenditures that are not eligible on our website at ufile.ca in our specific blog article. Uh, so, unfortunately, these are expenses that are not eligible. There's nothing that can be done in the Income Tax Act. They're not allowed. Okay, and if you were um self-employed then that would be a different story right that would be a completely different story because now you know you're self-employed you have a business and at that okay. point you could dedicate that room to the business and then you could basically depreciate that portion of the property but unfortunately depreciation is not something that is allowed when it comes to employment expenses and the capital expense itself is not allowed either these are simply expenditures that are no-goes for the income tax act when it comes to employment expenses specifically Okay, for somebody who now is working from home, right? Of course, he doesn't have his desk phone from the office at home, but he's using his cell phone for his calls, or he has to, uh, instead of the regular, you know, internet, he has to get high speed. Can he claim those deductions, or at least the difference from one, one plan to the next? And uh, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, no. Okay, so for example, uh, the government is clear as far as like, for example, if you have to buy a new cell phone, you can't. Again, the, go the government will consider that as kind of like an office equipment again. Okay, so so they simply uh, will not allow it. Now, the monthly basic rate is also not allowed. What is allowed is essentially, let's say you have to make long distance calls. Okay, and you have to pay something for those long distance calls, then those are allowed. But your monthly fee for your cell phone is normally not allowed. Okay, as uh, as an expense uh, for when it comes to employment expenses, for example. Okay. Um, however, if you are being reimbursed by your employer, but for some of these expenses, uh, do you claim them or you just can't? 
Okay, so if if you're re being reimbursed on your eligible expenses, forget you're not eligible now, because because you're not deducting them anyways, you know. So on the eligible expenses that I mentioned uh, before, okay, uh, if you are being reimbursed, it depends on the reimbursement, on the type of reimbursement. If you're re being reimbursed, in other words, you're you're presenting a receipt and your employer is reimbursing you uh, directly, then of course these expenses are non-deductible, uh, okay, because you're basically being paid back for the expense. So there's so dollar for dollar, they're non they're not deductible. If you're deducted a portion, then you're only allowed the net. Okay, whatever the whatever your employer has not reimbursed you. Okay, now if your reimbursement is taxable, meaning that that reimbursement has been added to your employment income, well now your expenses stay deductible. Okay, because you're paying income tax on that reimbursement. So okay. you, you, the government can't double dip on you. We can't double dip on the government, unfortunately, but the government can't double dip on you either. Okay, they can't stipulate that, you know, you're, you're being taxed on, on, on your income, on the reimbursement, and yet you're not allowed your expenses. So in that case, you are still allowed your expenses if, again, your reimbursement is what the government considers as taxable, meaning that it's been added back to your employment income. Okay. Um, between the two methods, which one would you recommend? Listen, uh, the, the, the short answer would be, well, do the comparison because you have a choice, right? You have a choice mm -hmm. between the two methods. It's whatever is more beneficial to you, okay? Uh, now, uh, between two methods, of course, in an ideal world, you would do a comparison of the two and see which one gives you more per dollar, okay? And then choose that one. I would say realistically, uh, the simplified method would be, uh, sorry, the flat rate method, uh, the flat rate method would be uh, the better, uh, the better way. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I would say. Okay. And for the, the simple reason for that, okay. The flat rate method is because you don't have the administrative hassle. Okay. Of having to produce forms. Okay. And having uh, to confirm your expenses. Cause remember, if you choose the detailed method, you have to start keeping receipts. Okay. Yeah. You can't just simply claim, uh, you can't simply claim that your rent is X amount. You have to show to the government and it's very likely that these uh, deductions will go through audits. I'm, it's not necessarily the case that you will be automatically audited, but the government will be auditing more individuals now on these deductions. So you do have to have receipts and proof of the expenses that you claim. Okay. So because of that hassle and also uh, continuing with the detailed method, which I forgot to mention before, is the fact that under the detailed method, you have to, your employer has to sign off on the fact that you are entitled to claim those expenses, that you are required to work from home if you choose the detailed method. And the government has designed a new form, which they call the T2200S for simplified, with only three questions that, that your employer signs off on and that you have to hold on. So that's another administrative hassle. That's another administrative step that you have to take in order to claim the detailed method. So due to all of this, okay, due to the fact that you have to keep your receipts, you got to get your employer to sign off. You got to hold on to the, to those records, to the form that your employer signs off on. You know, these, the flat rate method doesn't have all those requirements. Okay. All you have to do is simply, you know, you simply show that you were required to work from home for four consecutive weeks at the very least for 50% for more than 50% of the time that you're working there. Therefore you simply claim $2 per day. The government will not ask more questions at that point. So you're usually better off going with the simplify, going with the flat rate method than having to go through the whole ring and of uh, dealing with the administrative hassle of the detailed method. 
Uh, actually, now we can find those those two forms, the T777S and the T2200S in U-File, correct? Yes, they're already uh, in the version right now. They're already there, uh, ready for you to be able to complete them. Absolutely. Okay. Um, any other words of wisdom you want to give uh, our listeners? Well, I just just to conclude, I mean, just remember that that the details of everything that we just mentioned here uh, in the podcast are found directly uh, in our blog article, and you can access that blog article by simply going to our website, which is uh, ufile.ca. Once you're on the site, simply hover over the tips and tools tab and choose the option ufile blog. Okay, within there, you will find the article that will give you all the details, including the the uh, ca the, the proration calculation that you need to do uh, that you need to do for your eligible expenses if you choose the detailed method. We even have an example to show you how to compute uh, how to compute the proration in the detailed method, whether you're using a common area or whether you're using a dedicated room for it as well. So everything is there on our website uh, at ufile.ca. Well, thanks a lot, Jerry. That's pretty good. Okay, so I guess this concludes our, um, our podcast. So we'll see you again in two weeks. Yes, see you in two weeks. Stay safe right. and sound, everybody. Thank, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.